Just play your clip. Yeah, I'm gonna play it loud and proud. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm ready. We can go. All right. Just call me out. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. No. Oh, sorry, no, I'm sorry. I, I messed up. I didn't know you were starting it. Oh, okay. My oh, bad. I just think that that has to be the clip of the week, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, um, that was my series of the other week. <laughs> so we can oh, we can start yeah. off and just go straight into series. <laughs> All right. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. All right. Four seconds come off the clock for the receivers to the top of the screen. Here's King. Seriously, train? Seriously, seriously. <laughs> Welcome back to uh, another edition of IT the podcast. I'm your host, A Train, joined by my good friend and co host, King. The INT is the podcast. It's not that serious, as we say. Seriously, seriously, Miami, seriously, what's going on, King? Um, well, we had some heartbreak this week. Playoffs chances are gone. Uh, we also had, I guess, the biggest. I'm not gonna call it the biggest shocker of the week. Um, but we did have a big upset in the Big Twelve in the SEC East. Georgia is still Georgia. Yeah. Reminding Kentucky of that place. Oh, yeah. And then the Pac-12 is interesting. So we got a lot to get into. I will say that. We got a lot to get into. Yeah, definitely a lot. And, and this, this week's uh, set of games is going to be pretty good, I think. Um, but, of course, we got to start with, you know, um, last week. We had a decent set of games last week. Some wasn't supposed to be decent that turned out to be decent. And then, you know, obviously we had the big game, the Red River Shootout, Oklahoma and Texas. Oklahoma wins 34-30. to 30. Um, Big game from uh, Dylan Gabriel, my player of the week. We'll get straight into it. My player of the week this week, Dylan Gabriel. But, I mean, uh, you know, uh, other players had more lofty numbers like Drake Mayfence threw for 400 yards. You had the Missouri quarterback who had a big game against LSU. But, obviously, you know the rule. Can't get it in, in, a, in an L. You got to win. Uh, yeah, but Dylan Gabriel, big moment, big game. Uh, 285 passes, 113 rushing, two touchdowns. Um, just a big game for them. Um, anything um stands out to you about that game or uh any other game you want to talk about? Well, my player of the week, the person I'm, I just gotta show some love to because he had a great game, but we haven't talked about him enough this year, and that's Brock Bowers. Been a great yeah. game. He still looks like a physical beast. And I will say this. He might be the best player in college football. He, he probably won't be a top five pick. Just letting y'all know that. <laughs> but whoever picks this kid, I'm I'm feeling kind of say He seems like a can't-miss prospect. I agree. It, you know, he just he, – look, he had a good game last week. But I, I would say the first game I want to talk about – it's just like the, really, really briefly. Oklahoma, Texas, we know was nuts, right? 
The yeah. game was absolutely nuts. Did Texas? They still control their own destiny, correct? Uh, well, no, as they far don't. As getting to the Big Twelve title game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Big Twelve title game. Yes, they did because you know top two. Is yeah. the top two? So they're not out of it yet. But their season, you know, they look beatable. Yeah. yeah, and I will say, you know, we, we did kind of go over this scenario of them potentially losing to Oklahoma. Uh, we did feel that that's, that's really the only game that I feel that they may have been challenged in. They still should be favorites the rest of the season. Uh, again, yes. would they slip up? That's, you know, that's always a possibility, but they they should be the favorites uh, from here on out. Oklahoma, um, I didn't check their schedule, but I'm assuming it's kind of the same thing for them, where if they should be the favorites, you know, from here on out. Um, they're an interesting team though because I feel like Texas has looked better than Oklahoma all season. Yes. Um, but Oklahoma, and I say that because most of just a big marquee win. Oklahoma hasn't played bad; they just haven't really played quality competition. And I know they struggled against Cincinnati. Well, not struggled, but they struggled to score against Cincinnati, and earlier in the year against SMU as well. So that you know, that's kind of um, you know, that's that's looking good, but. Uh, close is the season out though. Checking the schedule now. Um, I mean, all winnable games: UCF, Kansas, Kansas, their only ranked opponent, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, BYU, and TCU. Um, they should they can, win all those games. Yeah, they yeah they should definitely win all those games. Now the other big shocker, at least to me, and I say big shocker because. Um, I expected them to play better is the way Kentucky played against Georgia. I expected them to lose to Georgia, but I thought Kentucky would show a little more fight. Uh, I don't like I don't think Kentucky's good. Oh, but, you know, I, I I, Kentucky, I've been saying that for a while. I didn't think Kentucky was good, but it, it looked like it looked as if they didn't belong on the same field as them. Yeah, they didn't. You know, um, Mark Stoops made some comments that made the RPO about that game. Oh, so I, can't wait for it. Yeah, well, um, yeah. now did you get the so, chance to watch Bama versus Texas A&M? Uh, so I did not get the chance to do that. My dad was in town, so I was out during that game. I was just checking the score, though. But I didn't watch it, but you know, uh, I did go back and look at some highlights. I did, you know, check the box score and whatnot. Okay, well, I'm gonna give you my opinion on Texas A&M, Alabama. Texas A&M is still that same team from last year. Except they don't shoot themselves in the foot nearly as much. Yeah. And I will say, the little bit that I did watch before I left the house, you know, and I said this last week or the uh, last time we were here as well, you know, their defensive line, like, you know, um, those payments are starting to pay off with them on a defensive line. And that's really elevating their defense. Because last year, they, you know, those linemen were young, you know. So they've mm-hmm. been, they, and as you pointed out last year, they rotated like 17 guys yeah. on the D line. Um, but this year they're actually doing a good job of getting pressure, filling the gap. Yeah, they um, got to they got to Miro as far as sacks. I know they got home six times, but they easily had twelve to fifteen pressures. Yeah. You know, I will say this. Alabama's offensive line, I know they're young. They seem quite a bit inexperienced. At at some point they, they have to, you know, Put it together, you know. Yeah. Don't get don't get me wrong. When they needed to most, they were able to 
stop Texas A&M's push. And, you know, Milro went for 321, three touchdowns, threw the ball down the field, got it down the field. If he continues to play like this, 21-33, pushing the ball down the field, Bama could be a tough team to beat. Yeah, I mean, Bama's always going to be the ultimate wild card in college football um, because they're a Bama. They recruit at a top three level every single season. Um, Nick Saban's done a decent job as of late with the transfer portal. You know, that's something that he was kind of against, you know, but they're coming around. Um, I think, like I said, like they're they're, they're always going to be a threat. And as long as Nick Saban is their coach, then they're going to be, you know, in that position to make a run every single season. Um, Obviously, their inconsistencies on offense has affected them this year and already attributed to a loss already. Right. But, um, yeah. I think they would definitely be in the in the picture. Um, they're they're looking at the schedule. Basically, LSU that's the game. Um, I don't see anybody else really challenging them. They already beat Ole Miss, um, and yeah. So right now, they don't really have anybody else on the schedule who who scares me. Obviously, the Iron Bowl, you know, is all you know, always is always going to be you know a weird game because always. it's a perfect game. Um, but yeah, outside of uh, outside of um, LSU, I don't see any other real obstacles. It's just a matter of can they win that conference championship game because if they lose that, they're not going to the playoffs. No, I do agree. You know, they have to win. They have to find a way to beat Georgia. But just watching this team, I think they're going to win the West. Yeah, I they, mean, they I... look like they're getting better every week. The offensive line has some problems, but like I said, you know, at a certain point, they fix they they plug the gaps, they fix the issues, and the second half, the offensive line played much better. Yeah, I just they haven't played a complete game yet, and that's that's what makes me think. Well, if this team can put it together, they're gonna be tough. Not saying they beat Georgia, but. I don't think this is a season people like, oh, you know, the dynasty's dead. You know, I don't I don't think that's gonna be the case for this season. I, I think Bama's gonna be you know, just perfectly perfectly fine. You know, I I don't think they have anything really to worry about. They just gotta stay the course, you know, and if teams are gonna keep loading the box, if Jalen Milro continues to throw like this, I think this is they're gonna have to back off eventually, right? Um yeah, I think they just so we shall see. You know. Yeah, I mean, I can see a scenario where it's three way tie between Ole Miss, LSU, and Alabama. In which case, you know, the tiebreaker is basically I think it is the team's record against the highest seeded team, and with Bama already losing to um, Texas, you know, that hurts them. Um. In that in that particular particular scenario, they would lose to LSU, you know. Uh, so I don't know; it, it'd be weird. Like I, I I don't know how the, how, how that would play out, but I could see that scenario happen. I could see LSU beating Alabama and Ole Miss running the table the rest of the year. I don't think Ole Miss is that great, but uh, they're definitely better than the rest of the West. Um, not named Bama and LSU, they'd be LSU, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like they're definitely a step above the other teams in the West. Is what I'm saying. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, now, my other game, like I said, got to talk about 
the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 has been exciting. They got a huge game this week. You know, yes, they have a huge game this week. Which, you know, to be fair, people, I think that game for sure has playoff implications. It it definitely does mm-hmm. playoff in Heisman. Oh yeah. Um. Last week, you know, we saw which Oregon State still the scary team. Like I, I know that they they did drop a game, but they're still a scary team. What do you say about USC once again just giving up over forty points? Yeah, they almost lost that one. They had to come back. Um, yeah, um, man, that's all I can say. Yeah, that defense is a is a problem. It's definitely a problem. Yeah. Um, I. I, I I still I still think I know I come into the season I think I picked them to go to playoffs because I just felt that overall they were the best team in the West but we all but we both you know really like Washington yeah and we were both very very high on Washington this year um, right now I think the winner of the Washington Oregon game um, bold prediction I know uh, <laughs> uh, I think they're gonna be the team that's gonna come out the uh, Pac-12 um, because. The way USC is playing right now is scary. Now, I will say this about USC. They play up to their competition. So, I think in a big game, they will play better. Yeah, but defensively, they have to do better. I do agree with that. I, I just think the thing I don't like about USC is they play so fast. They keep you in the game. Mm-hmm. Because the same thing happened when they played against Colorado. If you watch the game, this if they could run the football, this game is over. Yeah. Like, and the worst part about it is, I'm sure the you know no offense, Colorado fans, um, but the game was over. You know it, that's supposed to be ball game at halftime. Run the football, get easy completions. But they play so fast, they go three and out in what twenty seconds, thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get a lot Definitely. of possessions. And I think that's what you know. The same thing happened this past week with Arizona. I think that's going to come back and bite them. Yeah. You know, I I think they're going to have a tough time, you know. And don't worry, I do believe, I'm not sure who's all on their schedule, but they don't have an easy road, you know, going forward. You know, they got Notre Dame coming up, which is a big game. Mm-hmm. Like, they play Notre Dame this week. That's not going to be, I'm pretty sure it's going to be at, at South Bend, that's not an easy game. But then the following week, they play Utah. Once again, not an easy game. These are two back-to-back really physical football teams they have to play. And then they're going to finish the season with both Washington and Oregon. And, they, you know, of course, the final game is against UCLA. They have they have five of the last six games are against ranked opponents. Yeah. I don't. I don't think they're going to make it. Yeah, I don't either. Um, do you think so? This game wasn't very good for Caleb, but it happened early enough in the season. I think he could bounce back for. But do you think that uh, a loss to one of these teams will eliminate him, or do you think you know he's still in a good position? You know the crazy part. I think if he only has one loss, I think he'll be okay. Yeah, but the problem it just with- can't be against. It just as weird as this may sound, it can't be against UCLA. No. Um, that's what happened with C.J. Stroud last year. Stroud was the favorite for pretty much most of the year. 
and his bad game came against Michigan, the last game of the season. And that was enough to rule him out. Like, they could lose this weekend or next weekend, let's say, to Notre Dame or to Utah. And I don't think it'd be a big deal. The only catch is, I just, I don't make a bold prediction. I think they're going to drop two games. I mean, I can see that. I mean, I, I just think you go Notre Dame, Utah, then Cal, then Washington, Oregon, UCLA. Yeah, that's a that's a brutal schedule for anybody, let alone a team with a very suspect defense. Yeah, I might see about going to the Cal USC game. Hmm. Yeah, you get to watch Caleb Williams. I can't tell you who yeah. for Cal. I have to see about that, but yeah. Um, That'd be, that'd be something. This is it. I, I think I think USC is, is in an interesting place. And then on the flip side of the country, even though now we know these conferences, you know, everybody's all over the place. In ACC football, oh wait, wrong place. Oh, <laughs> um, what do you think is Florida State is the team. No question. Mm-hmm. Louisville did look very impressive, though. Yeah. Louisville. Because the catch with Notre Dame, like, and the way I view Notre Dame as, I think they're a great measuring stick. Yeah. Especially with Brian, when Brian Kelly was there, right, especially regular season. They're a great measuring stick. They're, they're a very physical football team. They, you know, they have big, strong running back. Estime is a big, powerful dude. Sam Hartman can throw the football. Like they have a lot of good things. Like this is probably a ten-win team or nine-win team. Like they're going to be good. Yeah. Louisville flat out just got after them, and they made me change my opinion of Joe Alt. I'm being honest, Jane, watching him play and seeing him get bowled over, not once, but twice. I mean, he's a big, strong kid. He should not be giving up his chest that easily. And seeing him get bull rushed by smaller defensive ends and edgy guys. I mean, they, they had guys who were about 240, 250, just going straight through his chest. That makes me nervous about him on the next level. Like, he's yeah. going to be drafted, but that, that makes me a little uneasy about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't watched enough of so I can't really give a that, informed that's, that's opinion on that. Thing. Like, I'll, but, when it comes to draft time, I'm going to look more. But just watching in that game, he, he got he got bullied. But, yeah. and look, don't wrong. That, that says a lot about Louisville's defense. Louisville's got, you know, is going to have to play Florida State coming up. Mm-hmm. Is that Florida State's last big test? Um. Cause they do have Miami still, but we mm, yeah, yeah Miami yeah seriously yeah. team of the week um exactly I mean Miami's okay uh so actually Florida State don't play Louisville in a regular season they don't oh no wow. so they they lucked up on that yeah they got the Duke and Miami are the only ranked opponents um mm. yeah okay I will say this about Florida State they can run a table but they have not been that impressive over the last few weeks no they have not um. Right now, they're still hanging on to the LSU win, which is starting to not look as good in hindsight. Yeah, I mean, yes, LSU did beat Missouri. Missouri, and 
I know we didn't do the pod last week, but that's a game that I was going to point out to being a, a definitely trap game, a definite trap game. Like I, I had LSU winning, but I definitely thought it was going to be close, like it was. Um, <coughs> I mean, I, I will say this: Excuse me. the back. LSU game because LSU, like, is it is a odd team, mm-hmm. you know? Because LSU. If I'm correct, tell me if I'm wrong. This team just got beat up by Florida State. Yep. Then they, you know, blew out Grambling and beat up on State, squeaked by Arkansas, gave up all the points versus Ole Miss. Yeah, in the yards. And then yeah. did the same name against Missouri as well, right. but they were able to pull that one off. My thing is this. This team could easily win five out of the next six games. Like I, I guess they're gonna beat Army and Auburn. I expect them to beat Florida because it's Florida, and they should beat A and M. I actually think they can beat A and M because Max Johnson, that quarterback, I think is gonna cost A and M. That's just my opinion. Yeah, like you said, it's that Bama game. And if you're Florida State, you need LSU to beat Bama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm not quite sure what to make of LSU at this point, but yeah, I still stand by what I said a couple of weeks ago is that like I feel that <clears throat> they are a team that well, I've, I've been saying it's all year actually. Um, they're a team that overachieved last year. I think this year they're going to be about the same as they were last year, you know. Um, and I think next year is going to be their year. You know, and I, I don't think that's, and I, I know a lot of LSU fans took that as an insult, but it's not. It's just, it was the truth. I did feel they would win 10 games, though, because their schedule, their schedule. sets up nicely for them. But Ole Miss was a game that I was counting on them winning. Now you're wrong. 10 games is still <laughs> on the table. Oh, yeah, it's still on the table. 10, 10 games is still on the table because LSU, you know, Bama does not look like world beers yet now. Because I've said this, you know, Bama's going to go play a complete game this weekend and, and look mm-hmm. like world beaters just to prove me wrong. Yeah. I will, like I said, my pick to win the West right now, just looking at my gut feeling is telling me Bama. But LSU seems like the second best team in the West. I know Ole Miss beat them, but I don't believe in Ole Miss. I mean, I don't, but at this point, football guys hate me. Ole Miss is going to win, become a national power. Mississippi State can be pushed down to irrelevancy, you know. Um, so, yeah, I stand, nah, I stand by that. Hey, Georgia going to help you out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Georgia going to crush all their hopes and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot they played Georgia, yeah. that's right. <laughs> you ain't got to worry about they it. Played Georgia. Nah, Ge- yeah, 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 yeah. But still, yeah, yeah. Point, from, point remains. Yeah, it's – I mean – Ole Miss is a weird team. I can see them beating Georgia. And the reason I say that is this. Okay. Um, Georgia this season haven't haven't been the most explosive offensive team. No, they have not. This year. Um, defense is always solid, whatever. Ole Miss defense is not very good either, whatever. So, I can see that being a shootout because I can see Ole Miss putting up points against Georgia defense um, just because. Now, I will say about Ole Miss, Ole Miss offense. I, LSU just had a terrible game plan. Ole Miss offense usually starts off really good with with the scripted plays. And after a while, you know, when teams adjust, they they kind of they kind of you know wrap it down a little bit. 
or get ramped down. Mm-hmm. I think Georgia would do that to them as well. So it may not be a shootout, but I can see Ole Miss see, actually making it. You know, Georgia, I have Georgia by two touchdowns though, but okay. I, could, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I can see that. Georgia, like I said, their offense played well, very well against Kentucky. So I don't know. I guess you know you got Brock Bowers. When in doubt, just throw it to him. Yeah, and just tell people to try to tackle him. Like it's. Mm-hmm. That would be the game plan, you know. Just throw it to Brock. Say, "Hey, go make a play, son." Um, were there any other games you were, you know, that you watched? I mean, the I, think we, game? I think we pretty much covered all the ones that I had highlighted, which was, you know, the Notre Dame LA, oh, sorry, Notre Dame Louisville game, the USC Arizona game, and the Red River Shootout. Those were the main games that I was I highlighted. Then, of course, you know, that's the Miami Georgia Tech debacle. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, they weren't um, the only debacle. In football yeah. this past weekend, what else? Oh, yeah, it's a weekly tradition of Denver not knowing how to you know handle a running back. <laughs> it's it's getting ridiculous. I think if you just label yourself as a running back, you're gonna have a great game against Denver. That's just what we do. You know, we couldn't yeah. stop anyone with the name Hall. Tackling people with the last name Hall just and what happens. We had a chance to win. Russell Wilson trips, stumbles, fumbles. And, of course, Bryce Hall picks up and runs it in. You know, we couldn't stop Brees and we couldn't stop Bryce. You know, just. Yeah. Yeah. You know, worst part about it, you know, we're going to probably take an edge rush in the draft, right? Um, I mean, why wouldn't they? I mean, it's tradition now. Like at this point, I'm positive we made some type of deal to win that Super Bowl. (laughs) It just makes sense. Yeah, I can't remember the last time we beat the Chiefs, so that should be my question of the week. But instead, Mm. I got. I have uh, uh, one coming about this week also. Okay. Uh, Um, you know, as a wise man once said. Let me, let me let him say it for you. You did one hell of a job, and all I say else I get to say is, how about you, Jawan? Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's a great game. Hey, I, I will say this though. Before we even get into the question of the week, I love the fact that the players are making it impersonal. Still what? I love the fact that the players are making it somewhat personal. I like the fact I that mean, they're just like, yeah, you, you know, know the, the Cowboys. Uh, yeah. I, 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 like, that's not what we talked about. It's one of my biggest pet peeves with the NBA is like, oh, we're buddies. We're friends. No. You know, I get some of y'all can be, you know, friends and cool, but it's weird if everybody gets along. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't, one, I don't buy it. It just makes me think all of y'all are fake. Like, there's somebody in the league who's like, you know what? I don't like LeBron. Mm-hmm. No, he did. He cut me off one day. Just oh yeah. man, like like not to uh, switch skills completely though. I'm I'm thinking about gambling with my life. Uh, you know, on this one. So the Lakers come 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 up to Sacramento. I live about maybe fifty about an hour away say, from from uh, Sacramento. Mm-hmm. So they're coming to Sacramento October 29th, and I'm seriously considering buying tickets. You know, and it's a gamble because the Lakers play. October the, the very next day in LA, and we know how back to back are with LeBron. LeBron not playing. 
Oh, man. So, uh, I'm kind of worried, but I'm hoping that he sits out at home and not on the road. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Wish we're thinking. But oh, and, 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 and as you mentioned, it's, um, you know, to get those tickets, a pan, pan the uh, um, LeBron premium here because um, their normal tickets are about, you know, a good 20 Like, like, like when the Magic comes, like, you know, $18, whatever, for, like, the, the nosebleeds. Those same tickets are, like, a good 130 Yeah. Yes. Yeah, now, so. my question of the week. You know, the SEC has its own Hall of Fame, right? Mm-hmm. You might not realize that, but and also just yeah, like, yeah. if you're an SEC Hall of Famer, you have an incredibly high chance of being in the College Football Hall of Fame, which is based in Atlanta. Not saying there's any bias, but I'm just saying, you know, if you got people like Chase Kaufman, who who's being inducted into the SEC Hall of Fame, even though he never played in the SEC. Mm. My question is this. Why did Patrick Willis? Why did this take this man almost? Because he he's getting inducted this year. It's been almost twenty seasons since he played at Ole Miss. Why is he now just being inducted into the Hall of Fame? See, I don't know the standards as far as like how long you have to be out to be inducted. Um. So I don't say I, I can't even answer that. Question. I'll, I'll give you. I'm gonna give but you a I say this. I think David Pollock's already in there, and they played around the same time. Right. I'm gonna give you. As I said, I'm gonna give you a couple of names. Andre Smith from Bama. He played mm-hmm. after Pet after Willis. He's in. No Sean Marino. After. Heck, I don't know who Reggie Kelly is. I know he played before Mississippi State yeah. tight end. But then another one is Marcus Lattimore, running back. Well after mm-hmm. Patrick Willis. Now, no disrespect to Smith or to... How good uh, would he have been if not for his, his leg injury? I think he could have been incredibly special. Yeah, he was really he good. He was a really good running back. I don't, you know, kids, if you, if you want to play running back, he's a, he's a guy who's you know, go watch a little bit, not the injury. He, he is the reason that a lot of people don't want to play the bowl games. Yeah. And I completely... I will always say this. I'm asking this question. If you are an upperclassman, okay, even if you you, know, you might be coming back, okay, you're a fringe draft pick. Like they're telling you to be a third, a day, a late day two, day three pick. Are you playing in the bowl game? Mm, I mean, fringe, yes, I will. But I'm talking about like you're a junior. I know his, I'm talking about uh, like you're a junior. You can come back next year. Yeah. Are you playing? Um. If you're playing in the Beefo Brady, or the. I mean, if I'm coming, I mean, honestly, if, if I'm coming back next year anyway, I'm playing the bowl okay. game. So, you know, I just ask that because you know he got hurt. Yeah, I mean, his wasn't a bowl game, but I'm saying like. It's just when you see injuries like that, because it's one of the things where it can happen at any time. So that's why I kind of brought, brought up that, the way that I brought it up, because it's like if, you know, his injury was pretty much career ending. He was never the same. 
Yeah, where it's like, you know, some a lot of people have injuries, they bounce back from it, you know, his is a career ending. So that's why I say that, you know, some people some, some people just don't want to take the chance of having a career ender. I mean, technically, you know, he got drafted and, you know, they tried, like, 49ers actually, you know, um, they gave him a pretty good um, deal. Like, basically, just like, you know, we just going to let you recover for a couple of years, but it just, it never was going to work. Yeah. Yeah, he never played an NFL game. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, he has such a great freshman year. On freshman of the year, it's – I mean, he's still, like, top 10, almost top five. I'm looking at it now. He's almost top five in, you know, South Carolina football history for rushing yards. And we, like you said, we know he didn't play that much. Yeah. That's that, that's almost insane. But now we'll say this. But that's what I, I wanted to know, like, I wonder why Patrick Willis, arguably one of the best, better interior linebackers in the history of the SEC, especially in the modern day, correct? Yeah. Like I, I, I know you're not a fan of the old Miss. No, no, man. Patrick Willis, uh, but Club Hand Patrick Willis was a beast. Yeah, he was. But that's <laughs> the man, exactly. The man played with one hand is still better than everybody else. He turned Ali Bushard yeah. into a rapper. Yep. Um, this is true. This is facts. And then the worst part about everybody listening, if you don't know who Ali Bushard is, go look at his stats. He was a really good running back. Mm-hmm. And a terrible rapper. Just is what it is. That's facts. That's not even an opinion. That's facts. Um, But really quickly, before we hit the RPO, did you get the chance to check out Wimby? We're going to switch to basketball real quick. Uh, I just watched a little bit. Of, uh, I, I actually didn't watch the highlights. I saw the box score. Oh, um, man. You know, Wimby and Chet. I did watch the highlights of uh, the Magic and the, um, the the Hornets, though. You know, South Zion, you know, actually on the court playing, looking good. Oh, yeah. Of course, Paulo Ben Carroll still looking special, you know. But, but yeah, Wimby, um, I saw the box score. I didn't really watch man, the highlights. It, I'm be honest with you. It, he looks like he could be. He's every bit of the superstar that we're hoping he is. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, like I said it before. Like, even, even if offensively he's average, you right. know, his first couple of years, I think he's gonna be so special defensively that he's still gonna be a, a legitimately all star. A legitimate all star. He's gonna be, you know, a taller version of John the Isaac with a better offensive game. Uh, I don't understand, like, you know, a biased take, like, I mentioned him, but I don't think people realize how good of a defender John Isaac was. Mm-hmm. He was, like, before his injury, he was pretty much leading the NBA in all defensive categories. <laughs> like, you know, blocks were, like, second and steals, um, yeah. you know. The guy, uh, it, it, was, it was insane. Yeah, like, just watching Wimby play, I'm like, you know, he's got good skills. He can shoot the ball. You know, I I, I still think he needs to get stronger. You know, he definitely needs to get stronger. Not, I'm not really worried about the weight. I, I think he could put a little bit of mass on, but the main thing is just, you know, get increasing the strength, which is actually going to help his longevity. But mm-hmm. watching him versus Chet, man, it was it was fun to watch. And, and I actually hope Chet turns out to be a great player as well. Yeah. Um, But no, I'm... I think the NBA is in a good spot. You know, you, you got some new stars coming up, especially as a lot of these older guys. 
are retiring. You know, LeBron's not playing. He's not playing three seasons. He might play two, but he's not playing three. I, you know, and people forget, you know, KD, Russell Westbrook, Harden, these guys are older now. Yeah. You know, people just forget LeBron has just been playing for an incredibly long time. But these guys are old. You know, they're, they're not spring chickens anymore. So it's great seeing the young guys play. Like you said, it was great even seeing Zion. And, you know, this year I got a league pass. So. Oh, yeah, I need to, I need to talk to CJ about my league pass. He said, let me use <laughs> outside the point. Yeah, let's just say, I mean, and speaking of Zion really, really briefly, 12, 5, and 5 in just 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, he was looking good. Yeah. Um, looking active. Still, you need to get in the gym and drop some LBs, but um I, I'm gonna just say this for Zion. Son, one for for we've had this conversation about ball players because I remember we had this conversation about Kevin Durant when he was coming out of school. Mm-hmm. And we were both in agreement. He just needs to be strong. You know, we didn't mm-hmm. care about his weight, but we had all these people like, no, he needs to bulk up like LeBron. It's like, no, you, you gotta be you. Yeah. Your game, but at the same time, I was like, "Son, you, you probably weigh two hundred pounds, one hundred ninety pounds. You, you should be able to bench press one hundred seventy, one hundred eighty, whatever it was." Mm-hmm. Simply because if you're that weak, you're gonna have a tough time because you're just weak. yeah. But gonna get pushed around, right? And this, I'm gonna use the same thing with Zion. Zion, you're gonna do your body better if you drop the weight. Simple as that. Now, especially with his his style of play, like it's very high impact on his lower body. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. I know so his ankles and his knees, his hips. You know, if he just goes to, because that looks like he's about two hundred seventy pounds, mm-hmm. maybe more. And he's a big dude. You yeah. know, he could be two eighty. For all I know, you know, he. Looks, I think he's three hundred, but he might be. Well, actually, I know for a fact he was over 300. Uh, yeah, last year. Time, last, sure. last year, yeah. I think, but he, he does look leaner compared to last year. Because Zion, like, follow people saying this, Zion, realistically, in shape, I don't think will ever weigh under 240 pounds. Like, even if he's, like, you know, a 60-year-old Zion, I think if he's still in shape, I think, 240, 250 is probably the lightest he's getting. He's just a big dude, you know? And I think there's nothing wrong with that, but you still want to be in as good of shape as you can possibly be. Is the NBA. Take it seriously, man. And maybe his problem is just being... Dylan Brooks got ejected five minutes to his Rockets preseason debut. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to just move on. Hey, <laughs> you got you, you got to love it. Yeah. You think it's about that time? Yeah, about that time to run his RPO. Ooh, yeah. Um, got to know the drill, run pass option, read the headline, you want to run with it, we run. If not, we'll pass on it. Um, first topic, we are actually gonna stick with basketball here. Um, Joe and B commits to Team USA over France, actually, in Cameroon in the Paris Olympics. Um, run a pass. Run, because I didn't know you could do that. Well, yeah, he just became a, a national citizen of, of of USA last year, so he's able to play for uh, USA. He also has he's from Cameroon, so obviously he does that, and then he has citizenship in France as well. So he had the option to pick whoever he wanted to play for. 
And so he chose USA. I, like I said, I didn't know you could do that. That is amazing. I mean, this man, okay. The worst part about it is if I were him, I probably would pick Team USA as well. Only yeah. because it's an easier load and you still get to get your gold medal. Yeah, Although, especially like uh, his, his his home. Like, I, I think the home country would be great to play for, but um, they're not even qualified either for the Olympics. Right. So it's like, so it you know, matter. you don't want to take that chance. And then now France would be interesting, though, with him and Wimby. Yeah. I, and the worst I will say is, I think, I actually think he'd be a really good international player. I think so. I think MB would be a because re- you know there's some players I think whose game just for the Olympics was amazing. Like you know one of mm-hmm. my favorite players to talk about Carmelo Anthony, amazing mm-hmm. Olympics. Yeah. You know, and then yeah, other guys who you know is they they always somewhat struggle. It never really. It maybe it's just the way the court is. I'm not sure, but some guys it didn't quite. Work. You know, I remember that years when Tim Duncan played. It just he was really good, but you know, it, it, it just wasn't the same. Yeah, Cause they played him at the five most times when yep. it was the Olympics. So you know, a, a slight tangent here. You know, Tim Duncan played most of his career at center, but he's considered a um, power forward by a lot of people. But just outside of outside of you know, I guess irrelevant. Um, He's the greatest power forward who only played power forward for what about four or five years? Three years. He played center most of his career. Here's the thing: only played, like you said, only about four or five, maybe. Yeah. I mean, but then again, I'm excited. I think LeBron James is one of the greatest point guards Mm -hmm. in the history of the NBA. He's technically never played point guard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how I would describe. Even he's played center. Like another point guard for the Lakers, but he's not the same. No. I don't want to infuriate any of these other Laker fans. But yeah, the uh, with him be you know joining, um, I, I know Steph, LeBron has also they haven't officially I don't think they officially made their declaration yet, but I think they are in. Kevin Durant also um committed to I believe to as well, if I'm not mistaken. So. Now the only thing is that it's a lot of it's a lot of injury prone players that's, that's committing and be LeBron lately. Even stuff has been banged up a little yeah, bit lately too. Um, and, and Anthony Davis has show express express interest. We know how his injury is. Okay, so, street clothes not playing. He might show up. Yeah, so okay. we're naming all these players, but they might be rolling out. You know. Jaron Jackson, and no, not Jaron Jackson is one one of the best young riders started the game, but they might be rolling out these young guys again because oh, yeah. of injury. Oh, you yeah. know, so we'll see. We'll see what happens next summer. Yeah, can't All wait. Right. Should be good. Yeah. So next topic, um, James Franklin went kind of viral a little bit this week before, before uh, in his press conference. A reporter asked him about throwing deep, in which Miss Franklin responds, his comment, his question makes his skin curl. Run a pass. Pass. Just like did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, basically. But it was, it was funny. Uh, all right. I mean, pass on that. What can I say? Yeah. Yo, they were beating up on... Look, they got two weeks until Ohio State. That, that's it. You know, they got two weeks yeah. until Ohio State. I think it's interesting. 
All right. Uh, in the um, excuse my language here. No shit, Sherlock news of the week. Uh, Miami Miami's Mario Cristobal takes full blame for the decision to not run out the clock, run a pass. Well, no, duh. <laughs> In what world was that? Is that the biggest? I want to say it's one of the biggest. Like, I don't. It's gotta be the biggest brain dead moment in history of football, right? Yeah, I'm trying to think of some. I know, I know there are some out there. Oh wait, I take that back. I... You had the you know the reason why we have the the uh, the kneel down has that guy in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of bad snap. Yeah, a bad snap and a, a Vikings player. I forgot who it was, but it was the Vikings picked it up and ran it in. At least they had the right idea. Yeah. What was he thinking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can look. I can accept. Like, okay, we're we're taking the knee. We screwed it up. You know that says a lot if you screw up the knee. But that's the thing, though. Like, if you take a knee there. Uh, for not mistaken, on the clock, if, if at worst it would have been like a, a a couple seconds on the clock, at worst, yeah. depending on like how fast it go down, whatever like that. But obviously, what you do, you get it, you back up a little bit, you know, and launch it. And yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, on the, on the last play, you just you know, just take the snap and throw that throw it out of bounds, you know. But um, but you know, on, but the, the play before to kill the first time when you when you're dealing, just. You back up a little bit, and then you kneel. You know, just take an extra second or two. I'm gonna just say um, this, Miami. What y'all did sounds like something that would happen to me while playing into belief football. Yep. And next summer, when NCAA football releases, all y'all gonna get to watch it on Twitch. That you know, shenanigans are probably still gonna ensue because that's just what happens. You know, <laughs> just is what it is. Yeah. yeah. I I don't know how he could possibly defend it. And that's a weird way to get your first loss. Yeah. Yo. It is. Yeah. But, you know. What else? All right. Uh, next topic. Uh, Oklahoma linebackers get matching horns down tattoos to commemorate their win over Texas. That's hilarious, but pass. <laughs> I think it's that I do it a bit much. I was, you know, I mean, you know, people who like tattoos get tattoos. I, yeah, but my thing is that, like, if you only have one or two tattoos, your first tattoo is gonna be a, a a horns down tattoo. I mean, it. I don't know. It seems weird, but now, yeah, if I was tatted up, I had like a bunch of tattoos. Yeah, just got a tattoo, throw it on there. But and they got on their thighs too. Whatever. Anyway, yeah, whatever. All right. Yeah, last topic here. Uh, Mark Stoops comments on on Georgia that they, quote unquote, Georgia they bought some pretty good players. Mark Stoops. Yes, Kentucky coach. Yeah, I know who it is. I just wanted to, you know. So what he said about A and M. Well, the question about Georgia, you know, they just played Georgia, and like, and a fan called in, uh, angry, you know, upset. Over the game, and he just commented, I can promise you, Georgia, they bought some really good players. You're allowed to these days, and we can use some help. That's what they look like. You know what I mean. When you have 85 of them, I encourage anybody that's the ground to pony up some more. You know, 
Normally, I would say he just sounds salty. I mean, he's not wrong. He is salty. Yeah, yeah, he's not wrong. And he is salty. Both, yeah. both, 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 both things are true. Both things are true. It is the downside of football, man. You know, like, there's... The cat has been let out of the bag. There, there's no, And there's no putting that back in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it sucks to suck. Like, it... Yeah. That's all there is to it. Like, unfortunately, Georgia. And I will also say this though, and this goes, and I mean this once again to anybody who might be listening. Even if you aren't a five star getting these crazy NIL deals, that doesn't mean you can't go out there and make some plays. Mm-mm, exactly. And, oh, because we did see, you see where, all the time. Yeah, did you see where Utah was giving away the uh, trucks? Like, yeah, the trucks. The ugly trucks, but it's a free truck. Yeah. You know yeah, how much they like, that free ugly truck? <laughs> Drove it. Man. I have been everywhere exactly. in my free ugly truck. Exactly, man. <laughs> they have been like and then, and then right, you know, as a college student, that's the that's clout because they oh, he's a football player. Yeah. He's driving that free ugly truck. So people yeah. would have known it's Brad in that free ugly truck. Why? Because we <laughs> always see him. Yep. Yep. I, I, so. My thing is, though, and I think some of these people are using this as an excuse. Look, guys, I know we see five stars all the time not pan out. It, it's not that, how can I put it like this? It's not a rare occurrence when a five star doesn't work out in football. Mm-hmm. To me, it's actually more rare in basketball. Yeah, basketball. So in basketball, it like so the top five or top ten players they pretty much have a super high success rate in basketball. Um, it's when you get to that fifteen to like twenty five ish range of five stars. Those are the guys who like kind of don't work out because they're good in college, but then they might go pro for like two years and don't get drafted. Or they could drop the second round, never hear from again. All right. You know, um, that's kind of what happened with them, you know. Um, but yeah, football, though, you have a top 10 player every now and then just Man, that, not we, be good. That was one of the questions of the week was about the bus that we've seen. Georgia has recruited guys who are the number one D tackles in the country, this and that. You never hear from them. Mm-mm. So it happens. Yeah. So for all the teams that, well, they got this player and they got that, they can only put 11 on the field. That 11 might all have an average rating of 4.97 stars. But once you get to college, and I really mean this, do the stars even matter? I mean, once you're there, um, I mean, technically it does in a sense, but no, it doesn't. Like, and I say that because, like, technically, you know, they got the stars because they were that good, you right. know. Um, so, technically, it matters, but you, it, at that point, once you're on campus, though, like, you know, generally speaking, you're not going to get elevated because you're a five-star right. over this guy yeah. who's, like, you know, the a better player. The aren't going to say, okay, we brought in train two-star versus Travis Hunter. Well, guess what? The co- the 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 Coach that saw something in you, that also saw something in Travis Hunter, isn't automatically gonna be like, "Oh well, now nah, train, you don't get a chance because." Well, 
Exactly. And, and, I, and don't get me wrong. The five-star, nine times he's going to win the job because he's just better. Right. You know, but, but if he proves to not be better, he's not going to get elevated. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. He's not going to risk losing because they got to get a guy, a guy on the field, oh. you know, that they pay money for. Right. If and that's what I'm saying. Like I get what Mark Stoops is saying. Like, hey, Georgia got a great ton of great players. Excuse me. Texas A&M got a ton of them. Does Texas A&M looks like Georgia? Not yet. Well, no, I'm gonna say not yet. No, they don't. No, no. <laughs> they've been spending. They've been swiping that card. They just won't swipe it on yeah. Jimbo. Yeah. Although I think they will next year. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. All right, but that wraps up this, this RPO. Though we're gonna move to our pick six here. Um, pretty good state of games I think we got here. Um, especially you know the big one, Oregon and Washington. But overall, pretty pretty decent slate. Uh, interesting though, all our pick six, the home team's favorite every game. So just going out there. Okay. All right. All right. So first game we're gonna talk about is Texas A&M at Tennessee. At number nineteen, Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee is a three point favorite at home. Um, who you got in this game? I'm I'm not crazy about Tennessee. You know, they lost a lot of talent in that offensive line and it, it it showed. However, I'm going to take them. I I think I think Tennessee can get the job done. Yeah. yeah. Um, but next week, you know who they play, huh? Oh, third week of October. Oh yeah. So that's that's what's making me nervous. Will they be looking ahead? Yeah, I can see that. Yes. But um man, this is actually a tough one for me. I think both teams are a little even though Texas A&M is not ranked, I think both teams are a little overrated as far as perception goes. Mm-hmm. Um I'm actually gonna go with AM. I'm not hey, happy. Is it but I think Exactly. That's that right there. Defense line against uh, Tennessee's offensive line, which hasn't been as great this year. Um, and that's really what I'm going with. Is that um, I think I also think that with Texas and them, they're in a dangerous spot here. Um, if they lose this game, yeah, they have South Carolina, who they should beat next. But then they go to Ole Miss, Mississippi State. They should they should win that game. But Mississippi State has kind of done very well against them the last few years. Then they got LSU. So with the exception of South Carolina, Abilene Christian that they play, um, and even South Carolina's not a gimme, you know, uh, they lose this game, they are staring six and six in the face. Jimbo, so. I was about to say Jimbo can't afford six and six, but Jimbo can afford whatever he wants. Yeah. So, so uh, again, I do think they finished with a winning record this season, but again, lose this game. You're you you you're, you're, you're what four and three at that yeah, point. Four and three. Yeah, and again, Ole Miss and LSU they're going to be underdogs. Um, and so just in case of case of like they have to win one of South Carolina, Mississippi State. I think they win both, but I'm saying I don't you know, believe in Max Johnson. That's really more of my issue. Yeah, that that is true. I think that they, if they still had Wigman, I think they'll be in a better position. He's a, he he was actually looking pretty good. You know, he was. He was. Yeah. But just Max Johnson. I don't have confidence in him. Yeah. And the like I said, this week, because Tennessee has they have Bama next week, I could see them looking ahead thinking, oh, we can handle AM and then get shocked. But yeah. I don't know. 
They, okay. That one's going to be a close game. It should be a good one. It's a game to watch. Yeah. Sticking in the SEC, uh, we got Mizzou at number 24, Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky's two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. I'm going to go first. I got Missouri. I, I, although, here's what I will say about this game. Um, I think Missouri is a team that's, like, at home, they are tough to play. On the road, they're pretty crappy. So, that's that was scares me about this game. But I, I, I do like the way they've been playing the last few weeks. So, I got Mizzou over Kentucky. Now, this one, I'm going to agree with you. Missouri, like I said, very pedestrian on the road. So, this really doesn't make any sense that I'm picking them. Exactly. But, <laughs> watching Kentucky last week, I can't pick that football team. I think they're going to have a Georgia hangover. Yeah. I think they're going to – the thing we say all the time – don't let Bam beat you twice. I think they're gonna let Georgia beat him twice. Yeah, I can see that happening for sure. I think for they're sure. gonna still have it on their mind. Guys are gonna still be thinking about plays they messed up on or missed out on. That that would be my thought. I, I'm taking Mizzou on the road, which I mean technically it keeps Missouri alive, huh? Mm. But I mean, yeah. I'm saying that because technically, you know, you gotta have some type of drama in the East. Could someone derail Georgia? Because no, nah, Georgia gonna clinch by by in two weeks. No. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if that's mathematically possible, but it's over. It it does appear that way. That no, y'all y'all don't have a chance. Yeah. Because it just seems like they don't have a, no one has a chance dealing with Georgia right now. All right. And um, next game, um, gonna go to ACC here. Uh, number twenty-five, Miami at number twelve, North Carolina. Carolina's a three and a half point favorite at home. Oh, North Carolina. Yeah, hey. honestly, that's one of the ones where, like, if I'm if I'm betting, that's one of the game I'm picking right there. That's my lock, lead pipe lock for the week. North Carolina wins and covers. Yeah, I, I don't see how they wouldn't. I just, yeah. I just don't see it. I think I think they've got that one locked up. Yeah. All right. For the last three, we're going to the Pac-12. Oh. Um, yeah. The first one though is not quite a. Uh, well, you know, I do them do them next actually. So first one's gonna be Pac-12 game. Uh, number eighteen UCLA at number fifteen Oregon State. Oregon State's at home, three and a half point favorite over UCLA. I I got uh Oregon State this game. Um. They, I, I just have to, I mean, I don't know you know, um, they you know, just had their their first loss recently, but I like the way um, that they've been playing, and I haven't seen enough of UCLA to make me think that they can go into Corvallis and beat Oregon State. Okay. I'm going to put it like this. Oregon State lost to Washington State on a late field goal, I believe. Mm-hmm. I know you lost it was a three-point game, but I'm pretty sure it was a late field goal. And it was. The catch is this. That team is not great at throwing the football. DJ Ukulele is still not great at throwing the football. However, you know, last week he threw five touchdowns against Cal. They can run the football. And they mm-hmm. run the football against everybody. And the way they out-muscled Utah, that leads me to believe. I, I think they have a tough team. I'm not saying they're going to win the Pac-12. But I think they're probably one of the toughest teams to play in the Pac-12. Yeah. Because they're playing different than everybody else. 
DJ's getting stuff off of play action because you know they just been running the football down your throat. I think I think they're gonna beat USA, but this, they're the team that can ruin the Pac-12's chances at getting into the playoffs. Yeah, I can see them for sure beating Oregon and or Washington. And the, the, and, and honestly, I think Washington State can do the same thing. Yeah, that, that's another team. I think the, they got so much to prove. These guys are fighting to get into a conference. I'm picking Oregon State, but do look, do not be shocked if this team is in the Pac-12 title hunt yeah. late in the year. It'll be amazing. It's not going to happen, though. But it'll be amazing if Oregon State um, or Washington State wins the Pac-12 this season. You say it's not going to happen, but... While while the other team finishes second in that division, <laughs> you know... I think uh, I'm pretty sure people, like, ESPN's head would explode. Yeah. But the worst part about it is you say that it's still... It shouldn't happen. I'm going to just say it should not happen. We shouldn't see Washington State. But then again, they this is the crazy part. Washington State has an easier schedule going forward than Oregon State. I think Oregon State, you know, Washington State beat them. I actually still think Oregon State's the better team yeah. for competition in the Pac-12. But yeah. Washington State plays Oregon next week. You know, the best time to play a, a great team is after they've had an emotional game. You catch them on the rebound. Hypothetically, if Washington State wins next weekend over Oregon, you never know. You know, yeah. they don't they don't play much because no offense, they're gonna beat their last tough game after Oregon is Colorado. Because Arizona State's down to their third string quarterback, so oh, yeah. yeah, look, no disrespect to them. They fought hard against Colorado, but I mean, you know, it's a third string quarterback. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like you said, I mean Oregon State is a scary team that I don't think anybody really wants to play. Yeah, that's that's not who I want to play right now. If I'm yeah. if I'm in the Pac twelve, I don't want to play Oregon State. I think UCLA is gonna have to deal with that. Yeah. Or Oregon State. I agree, I agree. All right, next game, uh, the annual USC and Notre Dame matchup. Number 10, USC at number 21, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a three-point favorite at home. Um, I, I, I double-checked that. Wait, what? Yeah, now, I double-checked it. it. Let me triple-check it because that make- it, it, uh, it's what I saw. But, you know, it's like, it's like that's even, you know, weird for me to say that out loud. Hold on. Did they not just watch what Louisville did to him? Yeah, let me double check. Maybe I, I typed it wrong. Let me see if I typed it wrong. I, I may have typed it wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, I did not. No, 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 Notre Dame was a three-point favorite. I knew that. I, okay. I, you know, yeah. So, the people in Vegas are doing hardcore drugs, apparently, right? Yeah. There's no way. At, hey, at, but at least, least Corso would say somebody knows something I don't know. You know the crazy part, though? We, but I know a lead pipe lock when I see it. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> he, I would normally agree with that statement. But in this case, oh, no. Take USC. But, I think USC wins late. 
Yeah. I think USC wins late. I will say this, though. The difference, though, with USC, this game versus Colorado, USC doesn't get a lot. They're getting pressure, but they're not getting they're not getting the same pressure they were getting early in the season. Yeah. That the defensive line, I'm something they're just wearing down because they don't rotate nearly as many guys. They're not Texas A&M out here. Because they're not rotating many guys, that leads me to believe maybe these guys are just kind of wearing down. Is the midway point of the season. Those younger guys haven't stepped up. I could see Notre Dame squeaking by. I expect, but Caleb Williams needs this game. I think he needs it. Also, the Pac-12 needs it because if Notre Dame beats USC, does that destroy USC's chances of the playoffs? Yeah, I think so. Well, uh, I think they can lose one game. And if they run the table, I think they still can make it. It's just going to be tough. I mean, the Pac-12 is a tough enough conference. I think one loss would be, you know, enough. I mean, I think they can overcome that. But they've been slipping as it is. But that's more so because of how they've been playing. Not necessarily, like, you know, um, anything other than that. last six are against ranked opponents. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, if they only have one loss through that that run, that's impressive. Yes, it would be. Um. And then, you know, count in the conference championship game. You know, you have to play against a, a what, a Washington or Oregon potentially or Oregon State, you know. Um, so, you know. It's going to be interesting, but I'm yeah. taking USC, and I'll even throw it out. I think USC by a field goal. Yeah, I got USC also. Um, I think they win um, probably – Probably like a touchdown, I think. Yeah, I think it's a one-score game, but I just – I don't know, man. I I don't know what – I don't know what Vegas knows. You know, maybe yeah. Kevin Williams is hurt or something, and we just don't know about it. Yeah, I know something. It, yeah, it has to be something because I don't – I don't understand that pick. Yeah, I mean, but then again, I, I can see it based off LSB and USC's like last couple of performances, especially against Arizona, uh, going into overtime. So, yeah. you know, yeah, but uh, I, I think it's just it's a case of overlooking their opponent or playing down to their opponent, though. So, I think that'll be that'll be up for the challenge against Notre Dame. All right, uh, last game on, on, on the docket here we got number eight, Oregon, at number seven, Washington. Washington, the three point favorite at home, game of the week for sure. Um, we talked about the Heisman implication with Bo Nix and Mike, Michael Penix. Um, I'm going to – I'll go first here. I have Washington actually winning this game. But, man, it was tough because I I, I love the way Oregon has, um, has been, uh, been playing this season. But I do think Washington, you know, they actually have a more balanced attack. Um, I have Washington. I think Michael Penix is going to really – 400 yards, I'm calling it. Okay. I will say this. We we got to see Oregon's defense handle a spread of, you know, I don't really like their offense, but they were able to handle the offense of Colorado and Shador. The difference is, though, and this is why I'm picking Washington, Washington not coming dink and dime like Shador. Mm -mm. They're pushing the ball down the field. And I think Washington has the weapons. And like I said, I think Michael Penix, I think he wants the Heisman. Yeah. 
And I think Washington wants him to get the Heisman. And the only way he's getting it to me, if you're going to win the Heisman at Washington, you have to go undefeated. Yeah. I think one loss could work if it's now. If they lose now to it to Oregon, but he has a good game in doing it, but they run the table and they still make the playoffs, I can see him still getting it. Yeah. But but if he, if he loses late, you know, but it disqualifies them. I don't see it happening. Right. That's my honest opinion. I on think that. they want it. I think they're going to come out big time. Yeah. Just- I will say this, though. Uh, I love – I love Oregon's defense, which is something you don't say say enough about in the Pac-12. Um, now it, they did give a third to, to uh, Texas Tech earlier this season, but um, but they found their stride. Yeah, so I do. I I can honestly. I, I know I said 400 yards, but I'm gonna be honest though. I can honestly see this being a low scoring game. Um, by Pac-12 standards, yeah, not like they, you know. They still. I've been like you know points. I mean, like, you know, like 34, 20 something, you know, I can see it being something like that, you know. 60 points are still going up on the board, folks. Yeah. It just won't be 80. I wonder what's over under this game. No, but I don't, I think Michael Pence is going to put on a show. Yeah. And, and the more, both Knicks and company are going to fight. They're going to compete. This is going to be a ball game. It's yeah. Definitely. Over under is 66, actually. So. They kind of agree with our. Yeah, it's not. Score. It's not crazy. It's not. Crazy. I said what thirty four twenty eight. I pretty much on the nose. Yeah, that's a. They're still pretty close. in ballpark. Yeah, I'm. I'm right there with you. I think. Yeah. I think this game is going to be exciting. I think you're going to see a lot of playmakers. You know. Easily, and I do mean this. Easily, this game should produce one playoff team. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I think it should produce one. Now I have a I have a question though. All right, we see the way the Pac-12 is going. I'm gonna throw this out. Okay, let's say Notre Dame beats USC. Okay, but USC runs the table. So it means they beat Washington, Oregon, and UCLA, okay, and whoever the other, you know, the rest. They they win five out of their next six. They're eleven and one. Go to the Pac-12 title game, and then let's say Washington wins, but they lose to USC. But they, you know, they're the other team in. Does the does the Pac-12 has a chance to get two teams into the playoffs in that scenario? Mm. And because then you guys still you still have so it just it depends on what happens nationwide because I do think the SEC is gonna be a one bit league this year. Okay. Uh, but I think they but SEC is for sure getting one. Um, uh, the only reason the only way well yeah SEC is for sure getting one. The only way they don't is if Georgia slip up in the regular season and loses to a two loss team in a conference championship game. I just don't see that happening. It takes a lot for that to happen. So I think SEC is for sure getting one. Right. I think the Big Ten's for sure getting one. I think that's a lot, even one, one loss or not. Um, and the way that or, or, or Oklahoma and Texas have been looking at it and kind of like, you know, feeling resurgent, as long as Texas has one loss or Oklahoma, you know, has one loss, I think one of them gets in as well. So because of that, I just don't see it being a, a two-bid league because I think those three conferences has a, 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 
a legitimate a legitimate case for one. And then you have to deal with Florida State. You got you know Patrick. So um yeah, it's I I, I, I just don't see them getting two. Okay. Now as I just want to throw it, I'm like the Pac twelve I I will say this, and it's something we've said before. I don't think the Pac twelve part of me thinks they don't get in. Because I just I just don't see how these teams are all gonna make it out. Yeah. I can see a case where we have like seven worthy teams this year. Yeah. No, no. This is going to be for the final year of the four team playoff. I think this is going to be the year with the most chaos. Yeah. 2007 all over again. And you know what, Audrey, to say? The way the Pac 12 is going to shake up, I think that's how it's really going to go. I don't think it, it would be very hard for me to believe, like I said, with USC's schedule, five out of your last six all ranked tough opponents. What is the chances you win all of those? Yeah, I don't. Again, um, if I was doing like the you know the odds, you know how they be forecasting, you know USC has a seven seven percent chance of winning out, you know whatever. Mm-hmm. I I would give that I would give it a, a less than fifty percent chance of them winning out. Yeah, and it's not that they're a bad team. It's just it's just tough. You have a tough road with a lot of big games that you constantly got to get your team up for. And Oregon's the same way. Oregon's schedule is not this super easy schedule. Washington still has tough games. You know, they have the Apple Cup at the very end of the season. Yeah, and again, the they got the USC game. Yeah. As you said, like, these, the, the Pac-12. Yeah. I mean, because, like, cause, like, you know, we talked about USC's tough, tough, tough schedule. Washington finished, you know, I, I know we, we mentioned this already, but USC, Utah, Oregon State, Washington State. That yeah. is tough. And that's the crazy part. We're talking about Oregon State and we're talking about, you know, Washington State. Like, oh, they can make some noise. And I do think these teams are going to ruin some seasons. Everybody's forgetting about Utah. Utah is not a bad football team. They're not. Uh, they could, the worst case scenario, I think, for the Pac-12 is Oregon State making the title game. Yeah, that's the worst case scenario because Oregon State can finish the season with one loss, they're not getting into the playoffs. Mm-mm. At least I wouldn't think so. Well, I take that back because you know they play, they will play Colorado, who's ranked, they play Oregon. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I think they could if they run the table legitimately the rest of the season and win, win the conference championship. I think they can get in if there's no, if there's no. Undefe- if there's, you know, no other undefeated teams who can, you know, take that claim from them. But I think undefeated Florida State obviously gets in. Undefeated, I think a one-loss SEC champion gets in, you know, automatically. I just think that happens. Even though, even though, and, 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 and this is the, the, the politics playing in it, right, that I don't like. Even though the Pac-12 is clearly better than SEC this year, clearly better than SEC this year, I just think that the – the status of being the SEC champion with only one loss still goes a long way. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, especially if it's Georgia because, like, they have that goodwill built up, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but even though the Pac-12 has been tougher, you know, and I don't think anybody can debate that. Um, Who I thought, still can see that happen. Final year of the Pac-12, they were put together this season. It's probably just for this season. I think even – And it's not just – Oh, that's a good job, but it's not just them just, like, you know, having these good teams and just being ranked good, you know, because they beat up on the non-conference. No, they they beat 
good teams in non-conference play. Yeah. Across the board. So. They've taken care of business. Yeah. In their non-conference. So, I don't know. Yeah. But, yes, it should be a fun weekend of, of college football. Definitely looking forward to it. Um, any final thoughts before we head out? <sighs> Just one. Do we know... Have you seen the trailer? Because you know we talk wrestling, folks. Have you seen the trailer for the... Oh, Iron Claw? Yeah, for Iron Claw. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. It looks really good, really good. I think good. it's going to be a really good film. Tragic. Yeah. Spoiler alert, but, you know. Just everybody dies. Well, not everybody. <laughs> I mean, it's a joke, but it's not a joke. It's not funny because it's been so bits. But, you know, the memes, you know, spoiler alert, everybody dies. Yeah. That's what this is. Spoiler alert, everybody dies. Except Kevin. Yeah, but uh, but I am looking forward to it because it it looks very well done, you know. Because like I always joked about, like you know how not joke, but I always mention like on Dark Side of the Ring, the episodes I like the most were the stories that I didn't really know about, you know. Now the Voluntaries I know pretty a pretty good deal about. Yeah. It's, it's something that's been well documented, but in movie form, I typically don't care about you know movies like this. To be honest with you, it's not really my thing. But this looks really good, really well done. Yeah, I definitely. Biopics. Yeah, I, I don't. I've never been a big fan of biopics. I'm gonna be honest with you. I tend to really enjoy movies like this, especially when it seems like the director and the writers care. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, I don't. We, I, I don't care about it because it's like I'm the kind of person that I I understand that. So I hate when people get this mindset of like, oh, this is based on truth of so everything that happened happened. Like, no, it's not. It's yeah. based on it, you know. So oh. it's gonna be a lot of a lot of you know. I, um, I tell the joke all the time. I ever get the chance to make a movie about me. Um, y'all had better hope y'all can sue me to stop it. Because <laughs> everything good in y'all lives come from me. I gave you that idea. <laughs> I pointed you in that direction and be like, man, where would I be mm. without Brad? Yep. It, it reminds me of um uh, DJ Vlad, TK Kirkland. Yes. <laughs> he's like, he's like every major event that has happened, he has been there. He's the real life Forrest Gump. Yes, he really is. Yes, I just said that. Like, I joke, but you know, and I'm gonna use this example as a complete segue. But it's like when I saw Bohemian Rhapsody, the, the entire movie. Now remember, every band member is alive except for Freddie Mercury. Yeah. In the entire movie. The band member who was late to practice and rehearsals was just Freddie Mercury. They like, oh, come on, Freddie, why are you late? Why are you high, Freddie Mercury? Why? Is... <laughs> I, don't, like, I don't believe he was the only one. Only one who yeah, was but, high you know. and partying and being excessive. And it's like, yeah, but Freddie not here to defend himself. So yeah, I mean uh, Napoleon, you know the the great military general once says, uh, "History is written by the winners." Yeah. Yeah, whoever wins and is still here gets to tell the story, and that's the same thing. And I just, I'm looking forward to Iron Claw. Hopefully, it's a good film. Hopefully, they, you know, they show it. You know, they they show the film the respect it deserves. Yeah, and I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious, and I'm pretty sure he has signed out off on it. But I'm curious if like Kevin Monerick is actually approved because you know a lot of bobbins come out, and the family members or people involved in it, it's like nah. I don't like that. That was trash. But there's you know? there's two sides to it. You get two types of biopics. You get Notorious, which is written and direct, like, not written, but 
Well, yeah, you know, no, was it was it, like there was, there was there was input by people closely affiliated. Yeah, with. which is why that movie yeah. wasn't very good. And then you get the opposite, which is all eyes on me, mm-hmm. and which which featured Vizios and Samsung flat screens and iPhones. <laughs> I still never saw the iPhone, but I oh, but I've heard it be true. It's in there. Yeah, they they there was zero care shown. Why? Because they just saw it as a cash grab to make money off of Tupac's thing. Yeah. Oh, what do you think about the arrest made in Tupac's killing? I'm mean, way off topic here. Did, but, you know, Tupac has been gone since 96. Yeah. My thing about that is this. Um, anyone who's done maybe two minutes of research into this have always known the killers. And uh, he's also bragged about this for a long time. So it's like it's not, you know it's not really shocking or surprising anything like that. It's just more of a case of when keeping it real goes wrong. Yeah, and you know self snitching going wrong. Hey, bro, look, self snitching is the cool thing to do. That's what all yeah. these rappers show me. But no, nah, I'm yeah. looking forward to this weekend in college football. Yeah, um, it's gonna be a big weekend. I, as crazy as it sounds, I think we're getting 2007 like chaos this year. Because yeah. many teams, and I don't think there's any elite teams this year. I think we have. I read you means. I think there's about 15 good teams in college football, and yeah. using the word yeah. "good," I don't think there's yeah. great teams. I think there's a lot of no. Teams. I agree because like last year, I felt that you know Georgia was a step above everybody. Yeah, and you saw that throughout the season. Right. Um, the only team that really pushed Georgia was what uh, Ohio State in the um. Yeah, and then when they came alive, it be, it was just obvious, like, no, they're better than y'all. Yeah. That's the crazy part, because I do agree that, you know, Ohio State gave them a push, but then when Georgia flipped the switch, it's like Ohio State was powerless. Yeah. They had, they just had zero answer. I, I'll be honest, I think this year in college football is going to be, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, I, I say strap in, get ready. Um, for anybody, you know, if you got a favorite, chin, look, everybody should be t- buckling up the chin straps, put your mouthpiece in because it annoys me. That some of these kids would not put their mouthpiece in. I don't think they got, yeah, about that I've, I've gone on that tangent so much. So oh. I'm, I'm tired of talking about it. Be- like, I was watching, you know, LSU of Missouri and just like looking at the quarterback, Jaden Daniels, and um, yeah, he, I'm blanking on the, on the quarterback's name, but yeah. I don't know why he ain't got his mouthpiece in. But put it like this. I think when Bama plays LSU, the intensity is going to be amped up a notch. When Bama gets to Tennessee this year, I think all these – in the Pac-12, if you're not coming to play every snap, you might blow the, You might blow your chance at winning. Yeah. I, no, I agree. It's a great season, folks, and – as great, I have to agree with you. Somebody's getting left out. Yeah. There's going to be some good teams on the outside looking in. And I think it's going to be the – I just think it's going to be the Pac-12. I think Oklahoma, Texas – I don't know. You know, I – Yeah, I, I will say, though, I, I do think a Pac-12 team getting in because I don't think Florida State goes undefeated. And I think that's the only way the ACC team gets in if Florida State's undefeated. I think a one-loss Florida State team is not getting in. That's my honest opinion. Oh wow! I don't, I don't think the resume would be strong enough. Well, it depends on what LSU does. Mm, I still don't think it'll be strong enough. Okay, that's all, that's all they have will be LSU. 
They got Miami. ACC is they, ACC is weak this year. They have Miami. Yeah. On that note. On that note, fellas. <laughs> yeah, on that note. Uh, but yeah, uh, this has been another edition of IT the podcast. For my co-host King, I'm A Train. We out. All right, y'all have a good one. Watch football.